0: Welcome to Rema for Today Radio.
1: Now, God put teachers in the church. That doesn't mean now that you've just got the Holy Ghost and you don't need to be taught. Are you listening to me? Because if that was the case, then God and Jesus missed it by putting teachers in the church to teach people. But you see, the thing about it is that the Holy Ghost will teach you, and the Holy Ghost will also bear witness with your spirit when you hear the word taught, that this is right, and that you can walk in the light of it.
0: You're listening to Rema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue the series, Understanding the Anointing by Kenneth E. Hagan. Stay tuned as we listen to this powerful, timeless teaching. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on this month's special offer. Right now, here's Kenneth E. Hagan's message.
1: I want you to open your Bibles to, to begin with to two openings, the fourth chapter of Luke and the second chapter of John's Gospel. The fourth chapter of Luke's gospel, now let's begin to read with the 14th verse. And Jesus returned in the power of the Spirit into Galilee, and they went out of fame of him through all the region around about. And he taught in their synagogues, being glorified of all. And he came to Nazareth where he had been brought up. And as his custom was, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath day. And stood up for to read. And there was delivered unto him the book of the prophet Isaiah. And when he had opened the book, he found the place where it is written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he has anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, he has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. And he closed the book, and he gave it again to the minister and sat down. And the eyes of all them that were in the synagogue were fastened on him. And he began to say unto them, This day is this scripture fulfilled in your ears. And all bare him witness and wondered at the gracious words which proceeded out of his mouth. And they said, Is not this Joseph's son? And he said unto them, You will surely say unto me this proverb, Physician, heal thyself. Whatsoever we have heard done in Capernaum, do also here in thy country. And he said, Verily I say unto you, No prophet is accepted in his own country. But I tell you of a truth. Many widows were in Israel in the days of Elijah, When the heaven was shut up three years and six months, when great famine was throughout all the land, but unto none of them was Elijah sent, save unto Sarepta, a city of Sidon, unto a woman that was a widow. And many lepers were in Israel in the time of Elisha the prophet, and none of them was cleansed, saving Naaman the Syrian. And all they in the synagogue, when they heard these things, were filled with wrath, and rose up and thrust him out of the city, and led him unto the brow of the hill, whereon their city was built, that they might cast him down headlong. But he, passing through the midst of them, went his way. I want you to notice particularly that 18th verse, just the first part of it, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he's anointed me. Then I want you to turn to John's Gospel, the second chapter. Paul, or John here, inspired by the Spirit of God. I like to say it this way, the Holy Ghost said through the Apostle John. Hallelujah. In the 20th verse of the second chapter, but ye have an unction from the Holy One, and ye know all things. Now in the 27th verse, but the anointing which you received of him. Now he calls that anointing an unction, or The unction and anointing. Anointing you have received of him abideth in you. And you need not that any man teach you, but as the same anointing teaches you all things, and is truth and is no lie, even as it is taught you, ye shall abide in him. Now, God put teachers in the church. That doesn't mean now that you've just got the Holy Ghost and you don't need to be taught. Are you listening to me? Because if that was the case, then God and Jesus missed it by putting teachers in the church to teach people. But you see, the thing about it is that the Holy Ghost will teach you, and the Holy Ghost will also bear witness with your spirit when you hear the word taught, that this is right, and that you can walk in the light of it. Now, notice here in these two verses in 1st epistle of John, first he said the unctions in you, and then he said the anointing. I think you'll find that the Greek word is the same in both verses. And so the anointing abideth in you. Every believer has an anointing abiding within them. Now, there is an anointing that abides within you in the new birth. You see, the Holy Ghost comes in you. We're not talking about being baptized with the Holy Ghost now, or filled with the Holy Ghost, as the Bible calls it, but in the new birth. The Lord Jesus Christ tells us that there is a dual working of the Spirit of God in the life of a believer. Jesus said, first of all, that I'll pray to the Father and he'll send you another comfort, even the spirit of truth, that he may abide with you forever. And then he went on to say that he's with you, but he shall be in you. And then he said later on, after the Holy Ghost has come upon you, ye shall receive power to be witnesses unto me, both in Jerusalem, Judea and Samaria, and most part of the earth. Jesus in his teaching in, the, in John's gospel in the fourth chapter to the woman at the well of Samaria said that the water that I give you shall be in you. Now water here is a type of the Holy Ghost. And the water I give you will be in you, a well of water springing up into everlasting life. And in the seventh chapter of John's gospel, Jesus said, he that believeth on me out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. Well, it's quite obvious that this is two different experiences he's talking about. One of them is blesses you entirely. Water in you springing up into everlasting life. Hallelujah. The other makes you a blessing to others. Rivers are flowing out of you. Hallelujah. And so in one of them I think you can see the new birth and the other you can see the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Now then I can remember when I was born again uh, I was born again the the 22nd day of April, 1933 at 20 minutes till 8 o'clock in the south bedroom on a Saturday night at 405 North College Street in the city of McKinney, Texas. <laughs> and I've been saved ever since then. Glory. Now, now, the Holy Ghost came in me. I realized after, see, I was born and raised Southern Baptist, was a member of the Baptist Church, but not saved. I realized I'm, I'm on the bed of sickness, realized I'm not born again. And so I got saved. I got born again. I realized afterwards, many years after this, when I come in contact with Pentecostal people, that if I had known, and it had been somebody to tell me, I could have talked in tongues the night I was born again. Because the same Spirit will give you utterance. I remember then when I was baptized with the Holy Ghost and spoke with other tongues, you see, four years later, in the same month of April, except on the eighth day of April. 22nd day of April 1933 was on a Saturday. The 8th day of April 1930, 1937 was on a Thursday. Did you know that? Well, you do now. just got through telling you. And I was baptized with the Holy Ghost at 8 minutes past 6 p.m. In the living room of the pastor of the Full Gospel Tabernacle at 309 North Chester Street, the city of McKinney, Texas, and spoke in tongues for an hour and a half and sang three songs in tongues. Now, I could have stopped any time I wanted to, but I didn't want to. I didn't see any reason to. (laughs) Praise the Lord. And went down the street speaking in tongues, not out loud, but to myself. Praise the Lord. And I realized then that that same spirit that gave me utterance in tongues is the same spirit that I'd known all the time. You know, the Holy Ghost is not twins or triplets, just, just one. And, and he does all the work of God, actually. Well, I remember that my Baptist colleagues, because, you see, I began as a Baptist minister, they warned me about going among and around these Pentecostal folks, full gospel people. Because, but, you see, the reason I did, I learned that they believe in divine healing, and I'd been healed. And it strengthens your faith to be around people that believe in healing. You need that kind of fellowship. God, have mercy on these dear folks. It'll come and get healed and go back to some dead church and get up and tell them that's of the devil. And they'll have little enough sense to sit there and even help pay somebody declaring that's of the devil. Put their money in at a place like that. I don't. That's beyond my comprehension. That's beyond my comprehension. And so, uh, they warned me, you see, about going, I remember one fellow, he was not a minister, but he was a Bible teacher, He had the same training, all the Baptist ministered. He graduated from Baylor University and then graduated from the seminary. And he taught the auditorium Bible class in our First Baptist Church of McKinney, Texas. And so he was talking to me, you see. And he warned me, as well as others, about going around these full gospel people. He said, you know that talking with tongues is of the devil. Well, I really didn't know whether it was or whether it wasn't. And really, I I was going because I got fellowship around healing and it strengthened my faith, you see. Because I'd been standing for four years alone by myself, just as a teenager. And that's the reason I went. And when they got off on the Holy Ghost, I just would say to myself, well, I believe in the Holy Ghost, all right, but I don't know about those tongues. And so I just closed my ears. And I said, well, I'll just put up with a little fanaticism to have a little fellowship around faith and healing. But one preacher down in East Texas said, this is like a slippery creek bank. You keep fooling around, you'll slip in. <laughs> and I did. Well, then, then, you know, after I was baptized with the Holy Ghost, spoke in other tongues, you know. Now, actually, this fellow said, this Bible teacher, you know, he said, now, I'll admit, those full gospel people live better lives than we do. And I thought to myself, that sounds strange. Somebody would get something from the devil that would help them live a better life. <laughs> All the works of the devil, I knew people lived worse when they got a hold of him, but got something from God that made them better. And here's a fellow that's admitting those people in that church live better lives. In other words, stricter, straighter, truer Christian lives than our folks do with something from the devil.
0: You're listening to Rhema for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month's special offer is the message series by Ken Hagan, How to Be an Overcomer. In this four-CD series, Ken Hagen teaches us that we already possess spiritual tools. He shows us how to use those tools to exercise our God-given authority and obtain our rightful blessings in Christ. This series is just $28. Call now, 1-888-FAITH-99. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99 or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen.
1: You, you can watch Rhema Praise, uh... Video cast, That's right. uh, and you can listen to at for Today Radio, and you can read the Word of Faith magazine. Uh, and all of this online. can be done online at Rama.org. That's right. If you want to do that, and you also can download uh, our, our app from the, to the iPhone or the Android, and, and also watch, watch our us services us live, live at ten o'clock. On Sunday morning, 7 o'clock Sunday night, and 7 o'clock on Wednesday night? Central time. Central time, okay. That's yeah, right. you always get that in I there. I get I, that in there. Well, I don't think that away, I so know. I'm glad you do. <laughs> uh, you're, the, you're the detail person, that not I me. I am. I am. I'm your helpmate. <laughs> that's right. That's right. That's right.
0: If this radio program has blessed you and ministered to your spirit, then we want to hear from you. We're asking you, our audience, to let us know when and where you listen. Email us at partnerservices@rema.org or call 1-888-FAITH-99 and tell us. If you prefer, drop us a letter. Write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma 74150. If we're to remain broadcasting in your area, we need to hear from you. And if you're able, we would ask that you would consider sowing an offering to help defray the costs of this radio program. So call, email, or write us today. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, Understanding the Anointing. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.